pouring of your spirit. We thank you for your hand that has been upon us. We thank you for your grace that you have supplied upon, unto us. We thank you for the season of revelation that you have brought us into. Lord, we bless you. Lord, we thank you.
in the house. Soko Bahaya, Era Boko Shadabara, Hea La Boko Tole Barahaya, Soto Barabashaya. Yes, Lord, feel your charge again. Bandele Bata Barakasuta Labata Lidea Labata 
Thank you for your overwhelming presence that fills this prayer call. Thank you for your overwhelming presence that fills our hearts. Thank you for your overwhelming presence that fills our soul. Thank you, everlasting God, because you sit in the midst of us. Thank you for your glory that fills these temples. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. We are positioned right under the river of your glory, right under the river of your power, right under the river of your grace. La Mosa Kela Zivo Meledika Tosi Balakeda Shabo Teki Mata Kela Namba Sukedaba. Feel my life, oh God. My life, oh God. Feel my life, oh God. Let your glory break through in this temple. Let your glory break through this temple, oh God. Oraneya Arema Sumrahede. Kila Vatube Izo Klende. Subra Ekele Nubra Akeda. Sumprene Nemo Tukusabra Hede Kialados Tata. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Uh, I'm so grateful for the presence of God that is consistently with us um, on prayer reign. And every time we lift up our voices to pray, how God just breaks through and he invades this. Um, we could go on and on in worship. Uh, but this morning, there's so much for us to cover. So we have to worship and learn and pray. And, you know, maybe we'll have one day where we just, you know, um, do just worship and intercession. And, you know, we leave the rest and let Jesus do what he wants to do. This morning, I want to, um, Pastor Stephanie was talking about the fact that, you know, in this season, God is opening the eyes 
of people were having dreams, were having visions, all kinds of things. Last night, I had a dream also, last night into this morning, and it was the dream that woke me up. Um, I haven't fully deciphered it because I haven't sat with it yet, um, but I have to. I, will, I know I have to sit with it, and I know it's something that is not just me. It concerns um, the body of people that I work with and, you know, people that are associated with. And I know it also concerns the kingdom of God, you know, and the church at this time. And I kind of feel it concerns the church in Nigeria. So I have to sit with it and I have to steward it. Um, so this morning, I would like to do a very quick teaching on dreams, visions, and interpretations. Um, but before I go in there, I want to finish the, the seven spirits of God. Just you know, touch what I haven't touched the last two. Um, because someone was jokingly talking about how they were talking or teaching about the seven spirits of God using my notes. And then when they got to the seventh, the sixth and seventh, they realized, yeah, PID finish it. What am I going to say? <laughs> so, <laughs> so I said, let me not disgrace your ministries. Let me finish um, the spirit of knowledge and of the fear of the Lord. So that whenever you want to use the notes to teach it, you just understand, you know, you won't chop them out when you get to the last ones. Okay. Um, so, you know, we're, we're, we're teaching from Isaiah 11, and we're talking about, you know, all the, the different spirits of God, the spirit of the, of the Lord, um, the spirit of wisdom, the spirit of understanding, the spirit of counsel, the spirit of might, the spirit of knowledge, and the spirit of the fear of the Lord. So many times when people say, and the spirit of the Lord shall be upon him, and you know, he shall by the spirit of wisdom. So many people, they never used to count the spirit of the Lord, but the spirit of the Lord is the main spirit um, that supplies. And I showed you guys the, the, the picture of the menorah that day, and we talk, spoke about, and I said how the spirit of the Lord is like the source where the oil flows and it supplies to, um, the, the wisdom and understanding, counsel and might, fear of the Lord and knowledge. And I taught you guys about the twin spirits, how wisdom and understanding is like twin spirits and they, you know, kind of work hand in hand together, you know, counsel and might. So the counsel of God produces might in a person, the fear of the Lord and knowledge. Um, and that day we got prophecies about how the spirit of God was lighting of people and later at night when I met with some of um, my leaders at people of influence um, the spirit of God began to speak about how you know if you kind of like took the, an x-ray of some people in the realm of the spirit you know how you take an x-ray or an MRI I'm not sure which one and you see like the spine and you see all of that if it was like a spiritual x-ray you're going to see a menorah you know right in the middle of their spirit and but these menorahs are lit and burning with fire so not just menorahs that have you know, it's lampstands, but the lampstands are actually burning um, because the oil of God is flowing in us and through us in this season, you know, and um, the spirit of the Lord, I explained how is the spirit of Adonai, and Adonai is the master of the earth, the master of the universe, the master, the God, the, the keeper, the owner. So and I explained how the spirit of the Lord speaks about the spirit of the owner and how Noah operated in the spirit of the Lord. For Noah to have been able to like get the animals to go, you know, into the ark and to, you know, just move them and command them. Um, and then we we spoke about um the twin space of wisdom and understanding, 
you know, I explained to you by wisdom a house is built, understanding is established, you know, and how God, when God said to Joshua, meditate upon the word, and you shall have good success. And I explained that good success is the word sakao, which is the meaning of wisdom. So when he says, so oh, basically wisdom is equal to good success. And I was explaining that there are different kinds of successes. There's a success you have, but it's not good because I explained good and I explained it as tools. Now, everything that God made from the beginning, he looked at it and said, it is good, it is good. Why? Because it had in itself the seed that made it possible for it to reproduce the will of God in future generations. So it's all about the will that causes it to be good. You know, it's not just the fact that it appeared. And, you know, Moses' mother, Jochebed, looked at Moses and she said, he said that when he, she saw the baby, she perceived that he was a good child. So she, she said it was worthy to risk her life to save him. So what exactly did she see in him that made her call him good? You know, um, so it wasn't just that he was fine and, you know, his face was nice, but she could perceive his future. She could perceive the end, you know, um, of him. So um, he says you should have good success and understanding. <clears throat> I explained understanding as, you know, the Hebrew word, the understanding is derived from the Hebrew word that speaks of a perfumer who has a nose that can distinguish um, between different scents, you know. And so when the Bible spoke about understanding, that was what he was speaking about, the ability to distill things and you can discern and say, no, this is not this. And it's not just, you know, spiritually, you enter a room, you can say, hmm, I'm just saying that there are witches here and there, there are wizards here and Illuminati there. That's not the spirit of understanding. But, you know, you have understanding also in your ability to build systems, in your ability to um, discern between the occurrences of the earth and the things that are going on. So it's almost like your nose, your, your senses are skilled to be able to distinguish. So even when they're, they're, like, there's a dust around the matter, you are able to just push the dust aside, sift through it and to see it for what it truly is. You know, that's the spirit of understanding. And uh, we spoke about the spirit of counsel, you know, and I spoke about how counsel is a strange virtue, but also a spirit that operates, you know, declaring, the Bible says, declaring the end of, the end from the beginning and from ancient times, things that are not yet done, saying, my counsel shall stand and I will do all my pleasure, you know, so this is the Lord speaking, and I began to explain how counsel works with might, you know, and because the Bible says the plans of God are established by counsel, you know, so for the mighty things that God wants to do, you know, the counsel of the Lord is what establishes it. Now, the spirit of knowledge and of the fear of the Lord. So this is not like academic knowledge or, you know, to, to go to school or to go to, you know, great institutions or to be an expert in your field. This is not that knowledge, you know, um, it speaks about revelatory knowledge. Um, because when you see somebody who works in the spirit of revelation and knowledge, they are able to articulate some things about the spirit realm and about God. And you are like, whoa, I didn't see that written categorically in scriptures. How does this person know it? And, you know, I believe because Jesus operated in all the spirits so strongly and so powerfully. So the Bible records that while Jesus was on earth, how Jesus spoke with authority and they were constantly confounded. And because the things that he said, they knew to be true, but they could not understand how it was true, you know? And they were witnessing, witnessing in their heart that this is the word of the Lord. So they were constantly dumbfounded. Like, how does this guy know these things? How does he say these things? Where does he say these things from? You know, so because they could not explain it, they say, oh, he's working with Satan. He's working with this. But you see, when you see people working in the spirit of knowledge, you know, and 
yes, the foundation for the operation of the spirit of knowledge is the word of God. Because you cannot just come and say, I love these things about God. And you're like, because I walk in the spirit of knowledge. No, this foundation of it is the word. There is nothing that goes outside of the word. Even interpretation of dreams and visions and everything, the word must be your compass. Um, but even as you take in the word, that ability for the word to be expanded in your heart, for the word to be expanded in your soul. If you guys take notes, yesterday when we talked about mercy, we used only one verse of scripture, just one verse from that psalm, and it was the first verse. Even though in my heart, I, want, I thought we were going to do the 13 verses, but alas, when the spirit of knowledge comes in one verse of scripture is broken into like 50 places and you begin to see it clearly so when you see me sound and i say things like because mercy is an is a host from heaven mercy is a band of angelic hosts there is an angelic host called mercy and they proceed from the direction of god because god says that we have mercy on whom i will have mercy on this host is not controlled by anybody else in heaven but it is controlled by god himself it is controlled by the trinity they are the only ones that have the ability to release this band of angels you know you say to yourself ah, but auntie where is it because the spirit of knowledge does that to you it enables you to see the text and to see the spirit and the heart behind the text and as you receive it it opens your eyes and you be you know things about god you are able to describe places in the realm of the spirit you are able to craft parts in the realm of the spirit that your leg has never touched or your body has never entered into but you just know so this kind of knowledge is not necessarily taught it must be caught that is why um, Elijah said to Elisha, Elijah said to Elisha, he said, what do you want? Why are you following me up and down? What do you want? Go back, go back. If you look at it from today's discipleship, you say that, you know, Elisha, what's wrong with you? Like, have some self-respect, you know, like when somebody doesn't want you, just separate yourself, just, you know, just kind of like, I'm not saying don't follow Elijah, but I'm just saying like, Elijah doesn't really give you the honor. You Elisha said, you people, um, band of prophets, I don't know about you, but me, I left my yoke, I left my oxen, I burnt everything. In fact, I won't cook the cow. They ate it that day in that house and told me goodbye. I'm not going back without anything. He kept following Elijah. And finally, Elijah said to him, after my time, he crossed the Jordan with Elijah. I'm sure Elijah was like, no, something, this guy is not kidding because you saw me part the Jordan. You crossed it with me. If something does not happen, if I don't give you something, how do you intend to cross back? So Elijah knew that this guy was, it was a case of, this is my point of no return. Is it that I get it? <laughs> I wanted to say something silly. You know when they say on social, is that you get it or forget about it? So, <laughs> this is why I see that silly thing. As the guy, <laughs> you don't get it? Is it that you get it or you forget about it? You don't so, get it? <laughs> So that was what was happening in the case of Elijah and Elisha. Is it that? Yeah, I get it or I forget about it. So um, Elijah knew that ah, this guy is not joking. This is a very serious matter. So he asked him, what do you want? And Elisha said to him, I want a double portion. But that word portion that he asked for was actually mouth. I want a double mouth. I want a double pay. I want to be able to... Um, to come into revelation and articulation 
you know, even much more than you have right now. And I don't think it was a selfish desire. I don't think it was a case of, I want to be greater than you, master. No, if not, Elijah would have made him disappear at that moment. But I'm sure it was a case of, look, Elijah, I, I haven't had the time and experience that you had. I haven't, if it's by deserving it, I don't think I should be the one. However, I can perceive that there is going to, be, if you leave, there's going to be such a great vacuum and such a great need in my generation. And I need something weightier to be able to engage, you know, with the time and with the season. I'm sure at this point, Elisha was already walking in the spirit of revelation and knowledge and prophecy. So I'm sure Elisha could see what laid ahead. So Elijah is like, ah, oh, this guy is asking for something. And he's like, I'm going to test if this thing he's asking for, if his prophetic is really sharp, if it's because he's seeing something into the future. That's why he's asking for a double. He said, this thing you're asking for, I can't give it to you because what you are asking for me, I haven't handled it because you can only give what you have. I don't have a double of what I have. I have what I have. He said, but if you can see me leave, because the one that is coming to pick me up is greater than me. So if you can see me leave, then I'm sure he will give it to you. And if what you're asking for is truly his will, then he's going to let it down on you. So this kind of revelation is caught. So the Bible says that while Elijah and Elisha were still speaking, that a, a whirlwind came and then a chariot of fire came between them. Many people have said Elijah left in a chariot of fire. He never left in a chariot of fire. The chariot of fire um, separated him from Elisha. But the Bible says Elijah went in the whirlwind. So Elijah, that chariot of fire was a distraction. It was a great manifestation. It was a powerful thing. It probably was a representation of the host that was already following Elijah, not today. You know, that chariot of fire was already in the realm of the spirit. But what took Elijah up to heaven was the chariot of fire. So Elijah told him, if you can see, if you can distinguish between what, you know, the, the, the whirlwind, because whirlwind is normal, but I don't think Elijah, Elisha in his life, I've never seen a chariot on fire and the chariot was still moving. I don't think he has ever seen anything like that. So, but if you can not be taken by the destruction of the chariot of fire and face me and look at me and keep your eye on me as I go, then something is going to drop. So you're basically telling him that, look, what you want, I can't, there's only so much I can teach you, but there are some things you need to catch. But for you to catch it, you need to put your eye and you must have something inside of you that is on a quest to understand, on a quest to know, to know beyond what words can explain. That is the difference, what makes the difference between disciples. Some people just want notes. Some people just want to know that if they have a problem, they can pick up the phone and call you and you'll be there for them. But some people are on a quest. Some people want to understand. How is it that you can be playing like this and switch into the power of God the next minute? How is it that where, where do you get this thing from? How do you, some people are on a quest. And he says, this kind of knowledge must be caught. When it comes, it gives a person a loving defiance of those who mock God because of their inner reality from, from and of the Lord. So it gives you a loving defiance. There's, you can't take nasty jokes. You can't, there are some things people say about God. You can't even force a smile. Even if you are sitting with the, the, the heads of the heads of churches, it's not a joke. A loving defiance. When people come up and say all kinds of things or they use the Lord in a music video or you know the, they're, they're trying to, you, you just can't, you're just like, no, this is not what God said. This is not how we should do it. A loving defiance. This is something the church needs now 
It's a spirit that will be tested in the last day, in the day of adversity. It's going to be tested. You know, this is the same spirit that Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego walked in. They had the spirit. They said to the king, they said, oh, king, our God is able to save us. The problem is not fire. This fire is small. We've seen fire in our lifetime. God is able to quench this fire and turn it into snow. He said, but we also know that he may choose not to. Even if he chooses not to, let God be praised. We will not back down because you see our ability to stick to the standard of God has nothing to do with the deliverances of God. God, whether God chooses to deliver, whether God chooses not to show up, he's God. Our knowledge is in who God is. They had a knowledge of the Lord and it causes them to cause them to fear God to the point where they're like, I can't bow. Maybe it's the day that I bow that thunder lightning will just strike from heaven. I'm not going to do it. So it's a loving defiance that you have when you have the fear of the Lord. That's the kind of spirit that the three Hebrew boys walked with. This is what generates the spirit of the fear of the Lord. When you have the spirit of the knowledge of God. Like I said to you guys, there's you, what you know, you cannot unknow. What you see, you cannot unsee. So that's why I always pray, Father, open my eyes, cause me to see. My God, open my heart, cause me to know. Enable to come into the realms of revelation. Open unto me the doors of revelation. Enable me see, enable me understand. God, break my mind. Break, break, break the shackles in my mind. Pull down my own position on matters and help me to see your position, oh God. Open the heavens unto me. Open, rain, open the skies over my head, oh God. And cause revelation to come down on me as rain. Let revelation come down on me as rain. Why do I pray for these things? Because you can only go as fast as you can see. You can only navigate as far as your eyes can take you. You see, when you enter realms of darkness, you become captivity to that darkness. And we were not created to be slaves. That's why the Bible calls us light. You are the light of the world. You are the illumination. You are the one that leads by reason of vision. So a man that cannot see, cannot lead. That's why you need eyes to see. You have to see. You must consistently be in the spirit of revelation. When you know, you fear God. There are things you see in the spirit. No matter what anybody tells you, you're like, you don't get it. I have seen it. I know who he is. I cannot turn away from it. At some point last year, when I was going through pain, one of the days, I was, I was just like, Lord, I don't even, if I, what my mouth was saying, my heart, my heart, it wasn't even God, though, not even the Holy Ghost. My own heart was looking at me like this and saying, wow, wow, wow. Really? At some point, I had to stop. I just stopped. I just said, God, rebellion does not fit me. Uh, arguing or talking to you anyhow does not even suit me because I know you. I know who you are. I have seen you. I've handled you. I don't know the vastness of you. Even this 0 0.0001 that you have shown me, it has put your fear in my heart. I say, so God, I cannot turn away from the fact that I know you can save me. I say, so I will wait for you until your deliverance breaks through in my life. So the knowledge of, the, of God, it generates fear in your heart. The knowledge of him makes you honor and reverence him. When you have this, you move as soon as God speaks. So what enables people to obey is the fear of the Lord. So the reason why you have many people who are like, ah, God said, but I'm just thinking it's a lie. They don't know the Lord. When you know God, when he speaks, even if it is half that you understand, but you know God is saying go left, you will go left. Forgetting about your safety, 
forgetting about, you know, other things that other people consider. Now, when the spirit of the knowledge of God is missing, we miss the fear of God. Who have entered um, inadequate knowledge is what causes our frustration. The fear of the Lord creates prompt obedience. So it is this operation that enables people obey God promptly. Psalm 125 said, they that trust in the Lord are like Mount Zion. So it is in the spirit of knowledge that, you know, um, you are able to trust in God. That is what gives you stability, the spirit of knowledge, stability. And because you know, you, you know, you are afraid. And when I say afraid, I'm not talking about like terror. It's not the terror of God because that was what the children of Israel were having. So they saw the mountain and they saw the fire. They saw the breeze. So they saw all those things and they were afraid because the things they saw terrorized them and they could not ascend the mountain. And I've seen that in a lot of people. A lot of people say things like, oh, I want a visitation from God. I want an encounter. But at the same time, they're like, ah, me, I don't know. Hey, I don't know. I'm like, look, make up your mind. Do you want an encounter or not? Do you want to see God or not? Do you want to have, because you need to trust God that if God is going to come and meet with you, he's not going to come in the form of lion. If he knows lion is your greatest fear. He doesn't operate through the spirit of fear. Yes, when you see him, his presence makes you want to just bow, like the glory around him makes you just want to cower and fall down. Sometimes you are trembling. But there is also this stillness and peace inside of you, even though your flesh is reacting to the presence that is around you. But you just know that this is the Lord. He gives you the grace to be able to accommodate the measures of him that he wants to reveal to you. So they that trust in the Lord, they are like Mount Zion. They are strong. They are firm. So the spirit of the knowledge and the fear of the Lord, it establishes you in strength. The knowledge. The knowledge of him breaks down weariness. So when you find people that are constant today, it's like, oh, you know, I'm just tired. I'm depressed. I don't know. Fill yourself up with the knowledge of God. Fill yourself the knowledge of him because his words are literally life. So when his words fill you up, when you know him, something happens to your body. Something happens to your heart. Something happens to your soul. You just have energy. You are energized to move and to thrust forward. So I tell people that the cure for depression is the knowledge of God. Go and know God. Go and know God. That thing that makes you feel hopeless, you can't feel hopeless when you know the one who in himself is your hope, the eternal hope of all creation. So the knowledge of God is the cure for many lethargic things that happen in our life. Oh, I just don't feel like doing ministry. I just don't feel like doing my business. Oh, I fill yourself up with the word. When you fill yourself up with the word, it gives you strength. It cures weariness. You are able to, I mean, the days when you pray and you are on fire and you are like, man, you study, you enter scripture, something happens to you. Your energy is coming from a place that has nothing to do with the external. That is what the knowledge of God does to you. And so this morning, in the name of the Lord Jesus, oh, I want you to pray for yourself. Ask the Lord to activate inside of you this dimension of his spirit. 
Amen. Ask the Lord to activate inside of you the dimension of knowledge, the dimension of revelation, the dimension of the fear of God. That as we grow in this, activities in the fear of God, it is the knowledge of God and the fear of God that we set the God, I need you to bless me already. Jesus, 
Just 
when I spoke about deliverance, the image I saw was the image of like a walnut. And when you break it, uh, you bring out the walnut and the shell is thrown away. When I said the spirit of God is here to deliver you, that's the image I saw. And I feel in my spirit that the Lord is literally breaking some people out of the, the covering. And for me, I keep the word carcass. And I feel like it is dead, um, dead shelter, dead covering. And the spirit of God is breaking you out of the deadness that covered you for so long. And the Lord is causing a new person to emerge. That image is not yours. That deadness of the of the body is not yours. Is not yours. Is not yours. Is not yours. The enemy has tied the dead weights to you for so long, but it is not yours. The Spirit of God delivers you and He liberates you in the name of the Lord Jesus. Amen. 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 Thank you, Spirit of God. Is this, is this image coming to my mind? Maybe someone can remember, remind me what it is in scripture. Um, there's an explanation of some punishment in the ancient Roman time. I can't remember the scripture that connects it. I think it's if a man murders a person or something happens, they, they would tie, they would like shackle the dead body to your body. And the dead body would literally rot in, in front of you, the worms and the maggots and all of that will rot in while the body is tied to you was a form of punishment until it starts to eat you up. I, I can't remember the scripture. I think it is when Paul was talking about um, this, this weight 
or the weight of the body or the deadness or the scene. If you can remember, remind me, so it's there's a there's a there's an explanation in history that explains what Paul was trying to talk about when he was trying to talk about being relieved of this weight. Um, th there's a scripture like that about the weight of the body. Somebody please remind me about the weight of this body of sin or something like that. Romans 7. Pusha, deliver me from this body of sin. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not sure if that's the scripture. I'll look for it and I'll tell you guys tomorrow. And the explanation for it is um, they literally tied the dead body to you. What I'm saying that is like, I just started seeing that image popping into my head. And I feel like what the spirit of God is saying is that there is somebody on this call. I don't know if it is that you literally have killed somebody before. Maybe when you were in school, maybe you were in cult, or maybe it's at a phase in your life. Or it is, Holy Spirit, please help me. It is something that has such a great penalty. And even though you have come to God, you have cried for forgiveness, you've carried this secret all by yourself for so long. But there is a part of you that still feels that God cannot forgive you. But also the enemy has tied it to you because legally you deserve to be shackled legally to that which you have done. But it has become a weight that has accompanied you. People cannot understand your instability. People cannot understand this struggle. People cannot understand why you go in and out in seasons. It, it has affected your personality, your presentation, your life, and you, you literally cannot articulate your behavior. But the Spirit of God wants to set you free. The love of God wants to meet with you. The love of God wants to liberate you. So this morning, I pray for you in the name of Jesus. The Lord says, if we forgive a person of their sins, they are forgiven. And so I say to you in the name of Jesus and by the authority of the blood of Jesus, that you who has come to repentance and you have thrown yourself before God, that God forgives you. God forgives you. Amen. And so we call heaven this morning, even in this open courts of heaven, we that stand in Zion, we call heaven this morning to be a witness to the forgiveness of this one. Amen. Ask Lord that let your grace and let your liberty follow him. Amen. I see the Lord putting a mark on your forehead, the way that he marked Cain after he killed Abel. And he said, let nobody touch him. When they see the mark on his head, let them not harm him. Even though you deserve by reason of legalities, but by reason of the blood and the repentance of your heart, you are marked. And we say, let nobody touch you Amen. anymore. Let Satan not torment you anymore. Amen. So this load and this yoke that has been placed on you right now in the name of Jesus, acknowledging the sacrifice of Jesus, knowing that he that comes to Christ and believes that he's a savior, Christ saves him. Right now, standing in the office of a minister of the gospel, administrating the will of God over the earth, I declare, son of God, that you are set free. Amen. I remove from you the robe of condemnation. Amen. I remove from you the robe of brokenness. Amen. I remove from you the robe of shame. I remove Amen. from you the robe of fear. Amen. And I put upon you a new robe, which is called the mercy of God. 
God. Amen. And I say to you, let your joy be restored. Amen. Let hope break through your heart. Let Amen. the dawning of the new day come upon you. You who the Lord chose and appointed to be a bringer of light and a giver of life. You will fulfill your destiny in the name of Jesus. You who are called a wicked one, you shall be called the one who brings the joy and the peace of God into the lives of people. Amen. Today, I declare by the power of the Holy Spirit that you are made new. Amen. So brother, stand up within the courts of the congregation of God. Stand up and square your shoulders and raise your head. My sister, stand up within the courts of the congregation of God. For there is no condemnation against Jacob. There is no divination that can rise up against you. For the one that has set you free, he is the fullness of time and eternity. Within him are all the occurrences, the events, and the souls of men. Even that which you thought was slain is within the Lord. He can restore and he can reborn. I pray for you in the name of Jesus. Amen. A woman who is afraid that you will not have children because of those abortions. And you fear that that is the reason why you are suffering. Let the spirit of condemnation break off you today. Arise in the joy of the Lord. Arise in the liberty of God. For the robe of mercy covers you. And the angels of God stand behind you. To lead you in this holy procession. The holy procession of liberty. The holy procession of truth. And the holy procession of grace. But I charge you this day. Stand in the knowledge of God. Be filled with the Holy Ghost. Let the holy things of the Lord be your delight. As long as you remain within the boundaries of holiness. You shall be kept by the God of the holy hills. Amen. God bless you. God keep you. Amen. God sustain you. As surely as the word of God is true and as surely as the blood of Jesus is real, this liberty is yours. Amen. And it is yours forever. Amen. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. 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 saved again. Amen. Somebody just found the Lord truly. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. And I hear a woman praying that this prayer will extend to her teenager. Yes, the Lord heard you. It extends to your sons. It extends Amen. to your daughters. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Salo Vakeda. Thank you for the spirit of salvation. Amen. The spirit of salvation. Walking into the homes of people. Oh, Sharabarakusitele de Bahai. I see the force of heaven. And when I say the force, I see the military force of heaven breaking doors and breaking into homes this morning. Amen. It is literally taking people captive for Christ. Amen. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Thank you, Holy Spirit. You have Thank been making God. that prayer and you have been saying, seize him, God. Seize her, God. I see the force of heaven breaking Amen. into your homes. I see women rejoicing as Amen. their children are taken into the procession of heaven. Amen. I see people dancing. I see fathers crying because finally their joy is fulfilled. They are saying to themselves, Ah, finally, the Lord has come. The Lord has brought salvation. Yes, he is God, your salvation. Thank you, precious Holy Spirit. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Just permit me to minister to these people. Permit me to minister to them. Rekeno so vila kabiala dosadia. 
Zukle nefele, fele, fele, fele. Sufle ne mereketuza. Zukle ne matuke sabaletai. Yes, 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 yes. You literally consider taking your life yesterday. Ule bayena makea. Latei, latei, kulana bekala dusekai. Hope is in the name of the Lord. Hope is in the name of Jesus. Amen. And so, by the power of the Holy Spirit, by the backing of heaven, because there to be war around you, let the Spirit of God release the host of heaven Amen. to cause war to break out around you. I see you sitting by the side of your bed on one side, not the foot of the bed, but the side. You are sitting on the floor, leaning your back against the bed and wailing. And you are holding in your hand a bottle. And you are saying to yourself, I thought I had stopped drinking. I thought I had ended this, but you are frustrated. You are crying. Your hand is in your hair. You, are, you feel so hopeless. Oh, Holy Spirit. This is for you. God is for you. God is for you. God is with you. Save me and I will be saved. Heal me, O Lord, and I will be healed. For you are the one I trust. For you are the one. And I will be healed. Save me, and I will be saved. Heal me, oh Lord. Yes, yes. Woman, woman, the Lord says your daughter will not die. Your daughter will not die. Amen. She will not take her life. Amen. She will not slit her wrist again. Amen. She will not die, says the Spirit of God. Amen. He says, I remember every altar you have raised for me. I remember every seed you have sown. I remember every day you have knelt and cried. Your daughter will not die, says the Spirit of God. Amen. I send my life to her this day. I send restoration to her this day. Amen. There is an impartation of my spirit over her spirit. And this one that you have been afraid for, I will use her greatly. I will use her immensely. And I will turn the earth around in her generation. Because my hand shall be upon her. And through her I shall stand the steady waters that many have run away from. And so in the name of the Lord Jesus, we rebuke that suicidal spirit. Amen. In the name of the Lord Jesus, we rebuke that suicidal spirit. Amen. We decree that we declare that by the power of the Holy Ghost. That this one is like one that is a branch that is plucked out of fire. 
Lord, we pluck that child out of fire. And I perceive that there are many parents that have been afraid. You haven't even told anyone yet. Come on, let's begin to pray for children. Let's begin to pray for children. Let's pray for children. Let's pray for children. Begin to break the forces of hell over their lives. Self declare this morning. Come on, come on, church. Pray. Pray for those children. Pray for those children. Rabbi, children are abiding the life of the Lord. the Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Amen. Um, there's Amen. somebody here. I don't know how to say this, but you need to pray for your stepchild. Um, you didn't want it. You didn't bargain for it. 
you didn't plan for it. But you have lived in the bitterness of this, the presence of this child. But the Lord says to say to you that the son that Rachel had became the salvation of all the sons of Leah. Rachel's son became the salvation of Leah's sons. That which you think is a stigma, pain, and shame is going to become the salvation of your own children. God says you should pray for that child and you should let it go. He says, I'm the one that gives life. If I do not permit a soul to exist, it will not exist. Your inability to let it go is your disrespect or disregard of my sovereignty. I pray that God will give you grace. When the Lord showed this to me, I said, how can I say this God without sounding insensitive and inhumane? But it is his word, not my word. So I pray that the Lord gives you grace Amen. to let it go. Amen. I pray that the Lord heals your heart, strengthens Amen. you, restores you. Amen. But I pray that the word of the Lord will not fail in your hands. Amen. It will not fail in your family. Amen. It will not fail in your life. Father, I thank you. Amen. Thank you because you are liberating your children this morning. Amen. And making available unto them all that they need, all that pertain to life and to godliness. Amen. It is theirs. It is theirs. In the name of our Lord Jesus. Amen. 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 Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. What has God blessed this morning? Amen. I feel so blessed. I love it when the Lord comes down and touches his people. Amen. Somebody that has been blessed by God. I have been blessed. Praise Jesus. Amen. Praise Jesus. Um. Let me take one dream before we go, real quickly. One dream. One dream. I was going to teach on it, teach on dreams. So, first. so we're going to take Lade's dream. Um, I was going to teach on it in first, but in light of this um, deliverance development, there is no time to teach on that right now. Um, Job 33, 15, in a dream, in a vision of the night, when deep sleep falls on people as they slumber in their beds, he, he will speak into their ears and he will give them warnings. Another version says he opens the ears of men and terrifies them with warnings to turn them from wrongdoing and to keep them from pride, to preserve them from the pits, their lives from perishing by the sword. Or someone may be chesting on a bed of pain with constant distress in their bones. But what it said was that in the dead of the night, um, in a dream, in a vision of the night, when deep sleep falls on people, as they slumber in their beds, the Lord will give them a dream. That is in Proverbs 33 from verse 15 to verse 18. Um, 
In Proverbs 25, verse 2, it says, it is the glory of God to conceal a matter, which is the honor of kings to search it out. So uh, when God wants to, sometimes when God wants to bring honor on you, he gives you revelation. He opens your eyes to see things. I have been the recipient of instructions by dreams. As a matter of fact, when I started going on and on about dreams, it wasn't really popular then. Now we have a generation that is opened up to revelation, prophecies and all. Then when I used to say, and the Lord said to me in a dream, I, I had so many people mock me. I had even spiritual fathers mock me. I had spiritual people mock me and say, ah, yeah, and all this are dreaming. Please, I beg, you know, no, what does even God just follow? But I was too sure because you, I saw it and it came to past. Past. And I, in a dream, I heard it and I saw it manifest. You cannot convince me otherwise that this is not the hand of the Lord. This is not a walking of God. You know, so I held on to it real tight, even though it wasn't very popular. My husband always believed in me, believed in my dreams and my visions. He would buy me books, he would buy me materials, he would say, read this one, read that one. Because I didn't have a teacher, I didn't have a tutor. So I am a self-taught dream interpreter and understanding and coming into the understanding of visions. So it was until I began to come into a prophetic company in 2017, 2018. I began to find like, you know, better revelation about dreams and visions. But then I feel so sorry for people who God has spoken to and has said so many things to them in the past. And they just threw it away because, oh, it's just a dream. It's not just a dream. The Bible says in the dead of the night, when men slumber on their bed, he will speak into their ears instructions and he will terrify them to keep them away from wrongdoing and to keep them from falling into the sword. God sometimes will preserve your life through a dream. He will preserve you. He will give you honor through dreams and visions. He will tell you, how was Solomon anointed? In a dream. What do you want? Oh, I want this. You're giving me wisdom, but I want a heart that can discern between good and evil. The, the, tell the interval. And the Lord said, okay, I will give you that, but I will also give you wealth. In a dream, a man received impartation for wealth in a dream. It wasn't physical oil they poured on him. It was in the dream realm that that happened. So um, tomorrow I will teach you on dreams, visions, understanding of symbolisms, you know, so make sure you come with your notes, your journal. Don't be lying down on your bed tomorrow. Sit up, write, because I will give you so many scriptures and we will write and then we will take dreams. You can never have too many, too much, you know. Um, people go to school for five years to learn about geography. People go to school for several years to learn about medicine. You can never have enough education about vision, revelation, and the prophetic. So tomorrow we'll do a bit of schooling in that area. But um, I think her name is Pade or Tade. Or who was it that I said you put up your hand first? She said she doesn't have a dream. She was just putting up her hands and she was blessed. But Oge's hand was up after that. Okay. Yes. Is Oge blessed or she has a dream? Oge has a dream. <laughs> blessed and has a dream. So, Oge, do you want to tell us what it is? Um, hi, good morning. Yes, I am blessed. In fact, my name is Blessing, so uh -huh. I'm blessed and I have a dream. Blessed <laughs> one. Um, before I go on, my dream, my dream is a bit lengthy. It's in three parts, actually. I had like... Oh, ah, you cannot do yeah. series today. 
We are not doing it. <laughs> I was yes, we, we need we need to keep it short and sharp. The time is uh well yeah, I figured. But if there's anybody else that uh, wants to so Miss... okay, what to your dream tomorrow, Abby. Yes, please. Because it's in three parts, so it's long. Okay, okay, we'll take it tomorrow. I just had my baby screaming. My God. Okay. Okay, please send an email with your dream. Please. Okay, please. So what email address? Oh, we just yeah, check anybody else with a shorter dream. Yes. Something I used to do appetizer. Yes. Who is that, please? Hi, my name is Nene Olachoto. Thank you, Pastor Izzy. Um, I have a short dream. Um, I had a dream in which I was told that I was pregnant. I looked at myself and I was not pregnant. Um, I don't remember being pregnant or anything like that. And before I could know it, I was told that, oh, by the way, you are giving back to a child. So I was lying on this bed and on this table with someone that looked like my mother as the midwife or so, but she wasn't doing anything, but just sitting there. And before, while I was wondering, Sorry, I I get... you said something, your mother. Yeah, my mother was sitting next to me on the table. Like I was lying on the table and my mother was sitting like next to me on the table. And as I so was lying you, down. I'm so sorry, Nini, you talk fast. So I'm struggling to catch up. Um, okay. So told you were pregnant. You looked down, you were not pregnant. And then they told you you were and giving birth. Yes. Suddenly it was time to give birth. And I was on a table lying down, like, you know, like the, the, the place you lie down to give back. And my mom was sitting next to me, as it were. And um, before, I, I was still wondering about all this. How are people going to say, I did not even get pregnant. How come I'm giving back? While I was thinking all that, the baby came out. There was no travail. And the baby came out whole. It was a whole big baby. And while I was um, still wondering, even to even touch the child, I saw the child come out of my, kind of like my womb. Now, my two children I have, I had both of them by cesarean section, and they all had three days of, of, of labor. So this was like all, all in this, you know, the baby came out full term, everything was big and whole. And, and then somebody like my, my sister came as if rejoicing with me. And was saying, oh, this baby is so nice. I think she was just going to hold the baby, but she did not just hold the baby. She began to walk out of the room with the child. Oh. I think she was going to go. She began to walk out of the room where I gave back to the child. And, and she took the child like out of the room. And I kept saying, bring the child back into the room, but she didn't. And as she was going, she transformed into kind of like a man. And I saw her and the, and the baby. The baby grew up as they were walking. God gave me like a vision to see all the way as the baby was growing up, like, like in the distance, as they walked further, the baby kept growing up. And, and now he was holding the baby in, the, in one of his hands. The baby was fully clothed and growing up with him as they were walking out into the distance. Fantastic. Um, great revelation. I love it. I love game interpretation sessions. Okay. How... So when you are interpreting a dream, let me give you guys some foundational principles. Um, there are some certain things you want to consider. You want to consider things like timing, um, the time, the times in the day, so like afternoon nights, you know, morning, and stuff like that. Nini, you can mute your mic now. Um, you consider stuff like that. You want to consider numbers. If you saw numbers in the dream, what do the numbers mean? You want to consider place, location, names, 
um, the people, what the, the people in the gym, what they represent and who they are to you. Um, you want to consider how you were feeling, you know, at different stages, because there are people that will say, oh, I saw a lion, a lion came into my room. You that are listening are like, ah, lion. But the person is like, oh, but funny enough, I wasn't afraid. You know, when it came, I even rubbed the lion. So the way you are feeling tells you a lot about um, how you can interpret that dream. And also you want to look at the season of your life. So what season were you in when you had that dream? Um, what was happening around you? What was happening in you? Uh, what was happening, you know, also you want to look at what you, were, what you were praying about, what you're trusting God for, you know, and all of that. So these are kind of like the things you want to consider when you are interpreting a dream. Um, so I know it sounds like a lot, but the moment you get a hang of it and you constantly practice, 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 it just becomes easy. So it's like, we Nigerians, somebody just tells you, ah, there's a way I'm having headache. They say, hey, how is it doing you again? They say, where my body temperature, say malaria. We go and buy chloroquine, I'm a queen. Add antibiotics, add, we are all doctors. We are all specialists at treating malaria, typhoid, and now we can treat COVID. You know, Nigeria, <laughs> the average Nigeria is a specialist. So, um, but basically what I mean is the more you treat a thing, you know, you get a hang of it and you kind of like become skilled at it. So that's the same thing as um, like dream interpretation. The more you interpret dreams, the better you get at it. Uh, so, but I'll teach you guys all those considerations later. Uh, so let, I'll just take a shot at this dream. First of all, I, I, I feel it's a good thing. The first phase of it, fantastic. Um, now go back to scriptures. Um, supernatural pregnancy, who is that? Mary. Um, what was Mary about to birth? The Messiah, the Savior, the deliverer of the world. Now, it's different if you tell me now when that child came out, it came out, he had two horns, four eyes. I would say, hmm, meaning let's begin to go into intercession, you know, but you, you gave birth to a, a fully formed human being that was well, that was able, and, you know, that was alive and was a human being, nothing scary or spooky about him. Um, so, you know, so when you talked about you, you were pregnant and you, but you didn't, you didn't, you didn't, you didn't sleep with anybody. How did that happen? So that just speaks to me about the season of, you know, the birthing of a revival and a new day and new life that God is about to give to you. And God is about to cause the sacred future to come out of you. And God is giving you new seed and God is implanting in you himself. So this one is not about what you did. This one is about who he is and the fact that he wants to bring it forth. Now, as you began to speak about when the time of birthing came, you know, your mother was beside you. What does a mother represent? The mother represents the one that has brought you forth. And so here is your mother, you, and a new baby. So it speaks about three generations. So whatever this baby is represents something that is flowing through your family line. And it may be a blessing, it may be a gifting, it may be a grace, it may be a promise that God has given kind of like Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, but it's supposed to come through you, in you, you know, and out of you. And so, and then also, it just also speaks about the assistance of a motherly figure because it may not be your physical mother because everybody that is giving birth needs a midwife to stand beside you. So it may not be your physical mother. It may be a spiritual mother or it may be um, a representation of something that stands in that role of mothering, you know, over you and to assist you in the season. Okay. Of 
And then you then spoke about when the baby came out and the baby came out, you know, fully formed and well. So God is speaking to you that this vision will be birth or this promise will be birth and it will not be, there'll be nothing wrong with it. It will come out whole. But what he needs you to be careful of is the spirit of deception. Now you said your sister came. So it's your sister. You are free. You are not, your girls are not up. You are like, hey, it's my sister. And the person comes in and you let her hold the baby because you trust this person. So God is telling you that this which I'm going to give to you supernaturally, you, are, you have to do more to keep it and to protect it. And don't let deception come in the way of it because you thought it was your sister. But as it began to walk away, you know, you realize that it was a man that masqueraded as your sister, you know, so you want to be careful of um, at the time when this blessing is birthed, you want to be careful of people who will masquerade as, oh, family, oneness is me and you, that kind of closeness that happens all of a sudden, but then walked away carrying the promise and the seed of God and away from you. So you need to be careful. Don't become like Esau because throughout the dream, you're like, ah, I didn't get pregnant. Ah, how come I have a baby? So you are not able to descend that something powerful is happening in you. This is the hand of the Lord. So you are taking it for granted and that's why it could be taken from you. So God is like, hey, be careful, be careful because there is always an Esau, um, a Jacob waiting at the edge of the table to take Esau's blessing from him, you know? So, and then he takes it away and then you see him. And so God is showing you the future because you say you saw him walking away and the child was growing as you saw them walking away. So God has shown you into the future and shown you that this seed will grow, it will increase, it will multiply, but the blessing of it will not come to you. It's going to come to the one who took it from you. So no matter how bad you feel, you cannot stop um, what the Lord wants to do in and with the seed. And why it was your sister that took it from you is because it's a blessing that should come to the family line. So your mother is represented in that dream. You are represented in that dream. And then your sister and then another seed. So it's a family blessing. And the story of Esau and Jacob keep, keeps coming to my mind. So God is saying to you that even though he has blessed you, I want you to be the one that brings it supernaturally. But your inability to steward it can make somebody else who sees the value take it away from me. So oh. I pray for you, uh, Mrs. or Miss Nini, that the spirit of God will help you and give you revelation, um, knowledge and understanding and even take you further in the understanding of this dream mm -hmm. and even in this season as the spirit of God is speaking I pray that he will speak categorically into your heart mm -hmm. and give you careful strategies because many times when the Lord reveals is because he wants to redeem something so God is redeeming the spirit of stewardship and your alertness to spiritual intervention so I pray that you will be alert to know when it is the hand of God that is bringing something into your life don't be paralyzed paralyzed by your inability to explain the supernatural but i pray that god will god will give you the grace to go with the flow because i perceive that you may be the kind of person that you want to make sense of things you want to understand technical knowledge pragmatic and all of that but god is saying what i'm about to bring to you i am bringing it to you supernaturally and i need you to trust me and i need you to steward it it may not look like the pattern that you are used to but stewarding because it's the promise that I have given to your family mm -hmm. and I want to bring it through you. So don't just be like, don't be a surrogate. Don't be like one who just births for another. But I pray that you will birth and you will receive and partake of the reward of that which was birthed through you Amen. in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much. That's amazing. Thank you. God bless you. Bless you. So um, I know that God is opening the eyes of a lot of people this season. You're having dreams, you're having dreams. 
it is normal it is natural you know you are putting down the weight of um flesh so your spirit is coming alive and you are conscious of the fact that you want the lord to speak so he will speak because he's near you like this uh, so tomorrow i will teach you how to interpret and what to do with what you are receiving how to steward um this visions this revelation and how to you know impute it in your life as strategy because the bible says wage a good warfare by the prophetic word that's gone ahead of you but the meaning of that word warfare the greek word came, comes from the greek word strategy you know so it also means strategy so be, be, be strategic by the reason of the prophetic word that has gone ahead of you so prophecy gives you strategy for the future so um i pray that god will Tomorrow, God will empower us so that we can all come into knowledge. As for all, all of us doing um, the Daniel fast, I believe we're all doing the Daniel fast. May God help you and strengthen you. If you have health challenges, please know how to balance yourself. If you need to break, please break. Um, but if you believe that it's all about pushing yourself, push the boundaries, please. Potato is not a fruit. People have come to me, have argued potato PI is, is a root, it's a, it's a vegetable. Let your conscience be your guide. If potato is the same as um, cabbage, if potato is the same as lettuce, let God judge this thing in your own heart. You understand? So some people have eaten moi moi. They said because Stephanie said they can eat beans. Well, once again, the Lord, the Lord sees all things. All things. Akara. Wow, wow, wow. <laughs> so I've that guide because somebody and oats and you have and said they are doing Daniel fast. Daniel is looking at you from heaven, and Daniel is like, Wow, is this the fast that I fasted? You know, so I pray that God will help you. <laughs> Amen. I strengthen you, all kinds of things. Don't be like my son who said he wants to do food fast with me. And by 10 a.m., he asked me, Mommy, please, plantain is a fruit, right? Because I want Mother Francisca to fry plantain for me. Plantain is not a fruit. It looks like a banana. But those are two different things, entirely different. You know, so God bless you and God keep you and God strengthen you as you go on this fast. And may God continue to open your eyes. People, Amen. if you know questions that people have asked me questions i can't even handle it you understand <laughs> i can't even handle it but all i can say is let the lord lead you okay mm-hmm. all right have a lovely day thank you thank you to those who have sent me smoothies green essence god bless you thank you so much i don't know your name i just know you as green essence but thank you so much for my juice um bambi uh Ijoma, thank you so much for the smoothie. God bless you guys. I love you all. And I will see you tomorrow. Come ready. God bless you. Bye. Thank you. Thank you, Pia. Bye. 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 B